Welcome to the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about co-parenting, separation, divorce, and the hardest question of all, should you stay or should you go? I'm Kate Anthony, your Divorce Survival Guide, and I'm here to help you navigate some of the roughest waters you've ever swum in and answer some of your toughest questions. I've been to hell and back, and now it's my mission in life to help you get to the other side of this process with your sanity and your heart intact. Hey everyone, how you doing? So, it's been a really long time since I have done a solo episode, and I've kind of been like, I don't know what I want to talk about, (laughs) and I haven't really come up with anything very specific, but I just, I guess I just felt like I wanted to touch base with you guys and, um, you know, just um, say hi. You know, the most contact that I have with most of you um, is in my Facebook group, and there's been a lot going on in there. There are a lot of changes that are coming to the group because it has gotten so big, and so we are really working the mods behind the behind the scenes. Um, the moderators and admins and I are working really hard on implementing some changes so that we maintain the integrity of the group. And one of the things that's been coming up a lot recently is that a lot of posts are really, 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 really long. And I kind of want to address, and this is not necessarily for the Facebook group, this is a general, you know, a general thing is that what we're finding is that when people come together in a forum where they're being heard for the first time sometimes in their lives, they want to like share a lot of details, right? Because literally they have, they haven't been heard in so long. And so this sort of feels like the first, the, the first place that they can go where they're being heard, their experience is being held or mirrored back to them in some way and um, absorbed almost like it's being absorbed right and when we want to get something off of our chest like out of us into a space that can hold and absorb it it feels like you know it it kind of feels life-changing it's very cathartic and If you have that experience, and again, not just in the Facebook group, but if you have the experience of needing to get this entire thing out of you and like put it somewhere and like almost like vomiting, right? And I don't mean that in like a negative, like, oh, they're just vomiting their shit, whatever. Like, no, 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 no. Like really like you have to vomit, out all of the toxins that you have been absorbing and that are in your, you know, inside of you. And you want and need to get it out of you and into a safe place. You should be in therapy because a Facebook group or like your friends or um, whatever, right? They're not actually trained or designed to hold that in a way that is efficient or effective or actually healing for you. 
if you have this experience of like, there's something inside of me that I need to get out and I need to tell somebody the whole story and like, (laughs) right, all of that, and you need a safe place. I mean, look, my Facebook group is is as, as safe as they come. It, it is, we work so hard and diligently to maintain the sanctity and all of those things, right? At the end of the day, it's a Facebook group. And I'm in there as often as I can. We have therapists in there, but you know, this is, this is just a Facebook group. So what I want you to do is hire a coach or hire a therapist and make sure that this is someone who is trained in Whatever it is that you need, if it's, you know, healing from narcissistic uh, trauma, then find someone that has that expertise. Um, Find someone who is trained in being able to hold and help you process trauma. Um, You may want to work with a therapist who does EMDR, Um, you know, and I know that for many, this is out of reach. Um, there are a lot of options out there these days um, for low-cost therapy, online um, therapy, those sorts of things. And I, if you live in an area where you just can't find someone who has the the advanced training, and I have a podcast episode with Katie Thompson where we talk about how to f- choose a good therapist, and I really want you to listen to that again because you want to look for someone. Not all therapists are created equal. Right. They're not like we sort of deify therapists like, oh, they're therapists. So they're amazing. No, they need to have advanced training in the thing that you need. You would not go to, uh, you know, a regular generic therapist for an eating disorder. You would not go to uh, an eating disorder therapist to help you process childhood abuse. Right. Like there's you just you need to find someone who has advanced training in the thing that you need. (laughs) So I guess this is sort of a conversation about you really finding the proper tools to use for towards your healing. Right. So you're going to have education like listening to podcasts, reading books, all of those things. We're going to, we're, you know, you need to educate yourself on all of this. There's stuff that you don't know, whether it's going through a divorce or healing from narcissistic trauma or, you know, healing from an eating disorder or whatever it is, you need to get educated on the thing that you, that you're in the middle of experiencing and maybe don't really know a whole lot about. Um, so the first thing you want to do is get educated and part of that education is going to be what is what do I actually need to heal? And in some cases, you really need a therapist. In some cases, a coach might be better suited. If you are if you have been doing the work in therapy and you're kind of at a place where you're like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. And I've healed a lot, but like now what? How do I put that into action? What do I do with all of this? That's where a coach is really useful. You know, you may need a coach. Where do I need a support group? Where would I just need like somewhere to connect with other people, right? That would be my Facebook group. Where do I need to like a support group of people who really get it? And I think that a lot of people are starting to use my Facebook group as a substitute for a lot of the other other modalities. And I really, really, really want to encourage you, whether you're in my Facebook group or someone else's, right? I really want to encourage you to use 
the appropriate modality for the appropriate thing. A therapist for therapy things, a coach for coachy things, and Facebook for Facebooky things, right? And there's and there's really there's really a difference for all of these things. Look, I think as with divorce, you know, Susan Guthrie and I often talk about the team approach to divorce, right? Like having a, a team in place. Like your attorney is not your therapist. Your attorney is not your divorce co- coach, right? Your divorce coach, I do not deal with legal things because, first of all, laws are different in every state and every county. So you need to speak to your attorney about the legal things, but I will help you um, with strategy and all sorts of other things that perhaps an attorney can't or won't. A therapist will help you with, you know, aspects of healing and emotional, uh, the emotional processing that, again, an attorney or a coach isn't necessarily best suited for. At the end of the day, if you're if you're here with me, you're probably in crisis, right? Like a lot of this is crisis management. And in a crisis, you need a team and you need the right team. And so I really want you to think about what your team needs to be at this point. Do you need um, a, a, a therapist? Do you need a, um, a coach? Do you need, you know, a financial analyst, a CDFA, Certified Divorce Financial Analyst? Do you need a support group? Do you need a Facebook group? Great. Perfect. But make sure you're using each member of your team in the most effective way, right? We're so exhausted by all of this, right? And we kind of want to take the easy way out. And for many people, this is the first time that they've ever had to face any of these things. And this is all new information. And maybe um, a support, an online support group is like the easy button, right? <laughs> like, let me just start there. But it n- ends up not being the easy button when you don't have the proper supports in place. I really wanted to address that in particular. We've had a lot of really, 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 really long posts come up in our Facebook group. I'm talking 17, 18 paragraphs. And if you feel the need to write a 17 or 18 paragraph post uh, in a Facebook group, that is an indication that you need therapy or a coach. You need one-on-one help. A Facebook group is not uh, the appropriate venue for um, that much processing, to be honest. Again, it sounds like I'm talking about my Facebook group, and I am, but this is also really important information for, I think, the general public, right, for everybody, because we all have groups, whether it's a, you know, a friendship group or a support group or whatever, you know, we all have whatever the equivalent is of a Facebook group in our life. And we just want to be utilizing the each of those things appropriately. And I also feel like sometimes when we're in this level of trauma or stress, we need a lot of handholding because we're fucking tired. And unfortunately, this is the time for you to like, it's almost like the last push, right? Like, let's, sh- you know, shore yourself up, 
take care of yourself as best you can. Really implement as much self-care as you can. Eat well. And when I say eat well, by the way, I don't mean like just fruits and vegetables. I mean, eat things that are that are nourishing and serving you and listen to your body. And if that means that you want to have cake because it comforts you, then that is absolutely fine. Because I also come to this from um, an eating disorder healing background. So I'm saying actually be consciously aware of of yourself and how you're nourishing yourself and you know comfort food is a real thing for a real fucking reason and it because it comforts us and when we need comfort we should have comfort food um but also make sure you're drinking a ton of water um make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who are feeding you as much as possible and you know i i really struggle with this I have a lot, a lot of outputs in my life, (laughs) as you can imagine. Um, There are a lot of ways in which I give in my life. I have a, you know, 16 year old. So that's like a constant and and appropriate (laughs) place for, you know, my energy to be funneling out of me. I also have an 80-year-old mother and an 80-year-old father. There are other people in my life and other places where I notice that, like, by the end of my time that I spend with them, I'm exhausted and they haven't asked about me. And I, you know, (laughs) and it's like, oh, hold on a minute. And I notice that I have a lot of places that I that I put out in my life, and there are not a lot of places where there's input. There's a lot of tubes that are going out of me and into others, and not very many places where the tubes actually go into me and where I get fed. And this is something that I'm really um, looking at a lot in my life right now. This is because this is just the way I was raised. And so kind of what I'm used to is like the constant output and not really being emotionally fed. It's something that feels kind of normal to me. And the growth for me is that I notice how exhausted I am and I notice how how it doesn't feel good anymore. And this has been a process over the last 10 years of me kind of looking around my world and going, it just doesn't. That doesn't feel good. That just fucking doesn't feel good. Um, Or I'm exhausted. Why am I so exhausted right now? Oh, my God. Because it was another funnel out. And whether that's by absorbing other people's energy or whatever, because I am a highly sensitive person. And so that's like a, you know, a thing that I do. I'm a sponge. I absorb all this shit. And that's what makes me really good at my job. But I also have to have boundaries and parameters around that. And I think that so a lot of us who are codependent, like this is what we do. We absorb all of the shit from other people, right? We're sponges. Codependents, we tend to tie our worth to how well we're able to please others. You know, we deny our own emotions. And we feel a lot of shame um, because, of course, you know, in our growing up, we learned that our emotions are invalid, that our I mean, we weren't fed emotionally. Right. And so now what we do is we make sure everybody's OK and we please them because we get our derive our our sense of self and our worth 
to pleasing others and feeding others and absorbing things from others. And, and then we're really fucking tired. And then we get really fucking angry. And then we're like, you know, fuck everybody. right? <laughs> and the growth is in not is in catching it before it gets to that point, before all the resentments build and understanding that it's actually our boundaries, you know, like these are all my boundaries that I have to work on. And, and so, you know, I, I say this because I really want you guys to have this awareness as well. I want you to find proper places for you to be feeding yourself and supporting yourself and take care, taking care of yourself so that you don't go through life absorbing everybody else's shit and then, and then find yourself like on the floor, catatonic, in a rage because you have nothing fucking left to give anybody. Your boundaries are the things, right? Your self-care are the things that are going to prevent you from getting to that point because other people are just going to, you know, they're going to siphon all the energy they can out of you for as long as they can because they can, right? And we got to hold those boundaries. We have to say like, actually... I know that I can't spend, it doesn't mean you have to cut people out of your life or whatever, but it's like, oh, okay. I just spent three days with somebody who is a good friend. I love them, but their energy really does like suck from me. And so it exhausts me. And so, okay, so next time I see them, like maybe I have to do things differently, right? It doesn't mean like I can't be friends with that person. <laughs> it just means like, okay, I need to do that differently next time because I need to take care of myself, Right. I don't need to be mad at the other person. I just need to do it differently for myself. And I also need to look around my life and go, okay, who are the people that actually feed me? Who are the people whose siphoning tubes, like, I mean, it shouldn't be a siphon, right? It's like actually reciprocal where I get as much from the friendship or the relationship as I'm giving. And I got to tell you, there are very few people in my life like that. Very few. I am consciously leaning into those relationships more and more these days because because um, I find myself so exhausted um, by the number of relationships that, that, that go the other way. And some of them are, like I said, with my son, like totally appropriate, <laughs> you know, um, and some of them are just really not, but they're people that are in my life to stay, you know, and so um, I got to take care of myself. And I want that for you, too. I want you to take care of yourself. I want you to find the relationships that feel reciprocal to you. And I want you to experience more and more of what that feels like, because that's that's the goal. That's what we're going for. We're going for reciprocity. We're looking at trying to weed out or spend less time with the people that feel like an energy drain and any energy suck. If you walk away from coffee with a friend or dinner or night out with a friend and you feel fucking exhausted, that's a good indication <laughs> that they've worn you out, um, that they've drained you, that they may not be as interested See if you can notice like how long it takes before somebody asks about you and what's going on with you. Like truly, like I have gone on trips with people and at the end of it been like, that person doesn't even know that I got a book deal. Not because they didn't read my Facebook post or listen to my podcast because they didn't fucking ask what, anything about what's going on with me. 
And if they'd asked, it would be the first thing I would say, probably. If I realize that someone doesn't know one of the biggest things that's going on in my life right now, it's probably because they didn't ask, you know? I had dinner with a friend after the week I got my book deal. I had dinner with a friend, and (laughs) we sat at dinner, and she started crying. And she was gushing and going on about how proud she was of me and how she had watched me build my business over 10 years. She had been in the thick of it with me. She had, you know, been my friend when I had no money and she would just take me out and buy me drinks when I was drinking and like buy me dinner and she supported me and she loved me and it was totally reciprocal. And she's like, I'm so proud of you and I've watched you build this and I'm so, and it was the kind of acknowledgement that almost no one else in my life had given me, including my parents, (laughs) especially my parents. And it wasn't until she had that reaction and was so proud of me and was so like, specifically focused on making sure I felt her love and pride that I realized how much that was lacking in so many other areas of my life. And like how I, you know, she's like, are your parents this proud of you? And I was like, I mean, (laughs) maybe, but they certainly didn't express it kind of thing. Right. And it wasn't until I had this from this one friend that I was like, oh, that's missing in other areas of my life. And I need to look at that. And it was really a moving moment, deeply moving moment for me and really (laughs) eye-opening. That is to say that, you know, these are the, these are the things and the people and the, and the, the experiences that we need right now, that you need right now as you are going through, whether you're going through making the decision, whether you're going through getting divorced, right? You need the people who are going to show up for you in really important ways. A lot of your friends are going to have really fucked up reactions, mostly because, you know, if you tell people that you're getting divorced and they like freak out, if they get really weird, all of that, like just know it's not about you. It's about the mirror that you may be holding up to them and their relationships that they don't want to look in. It's fear. It's whatever it is. It has nothing to do with you and they're going to make it about you. And those are not your people right now. They that may be for me, that was my best, my two best friends of 20 years. I had to take a break from during my divorce because of their reactions to me. And one of them, I do not speak to my actual best friend for 20 years, my college roommate. We don't speak anymore, been about 10 years. And the other one, we are, you know, we are, we are still friends and we sort of healed and repaired. And it took a really long time, but it took about 10 years. So, um, and they had these really, really, really big reactions to my divorce. And then within six months and a year, both of them were getting divorced. And so it was 100% about them and they both admitted it. But it was really painful for me because I fucking needed them. (laughs) So be conscious. Keep the focus on yourself as much as possible. I want you as you go through this period to keep the focus as much as possible on yourself and your feelings, how you are feeling around people. Do you feel tired? Do you feel drained? Or do you feel fed and nourished by their energy and the experience of being in their presence? Are And are you 
at the same token, like doing sort of showing up for, you know, in the right places so that you're not draining the energy and posting like a 16, 17 paragraph post in a Facebook group, right? Because that's an energy drain. So are you utilizing the proper resources and the proper people to kind of shore yourself up and have the proper supports in place while you're going through this really huge transitional time in your life? You know, and that goes for time as well, right? How are you utilizing and spending your time? Where are you resting? You know, I think I've talked about this before or I've posted about it or something about how my therapist was like, so let's talk about when you rest. And I was like, um, I don't know all the time. Like I, like, I don't know, I don't work. And then I like paint my bathroom or like I redo my house or, and then I do this and then she's like, okay, that's not rest. And I'm like, well, I, it's not work. <laughs> she's like okay rest is when you literally do fucking nothing and i was like does watching dateline count and she's like i don't know does that feel restful to you (laughs) and honestly sometimes it really does so making sure that you are you know you've got emotional and mental energy and you've got physical energy and you're going to need a lot more rest in this period than you think rest could be meditation it could be yoga it could be lying on your floor for 10 minutes every day and staring at the ceiling that would be amazing because you need it you won't always but right now you probably do so all right my loves um i think i've gone on about that enough to recap i want to make sure that you are utilizing all the all of the proper support tools available to you in the proper ways and i want you to uh, and that includes friendships And then surrounding yourself with people that really are supportive to you. And if you are codependent and if you have a history of being in in a narcissistic or abusive relationship, you may be looking around at all of your friendships and being like, oh, my God, none of them. (laughs) Right. Because that's normal that it is normal that you would be attracting similar people or narcissists in your friendship circle as in you as you did in your relationships like that's just what we do so um, if that's the case that's okay you don't need to do anything about it drastically right now but just start to look around and start to notice how you feel in all interactions and this is about slowing down this is about taking your own inventory. This is about taking your own temperature and really becoming self-aware. And when I say self-aware, I mean like actually aware of how you feel, aware, uh, noticing the experiences that you're having in your body, when, when and where you feel drained, when and where you feel energized. This is a mindfulness exercise. This is about being present uh, and being present to your own experience. All right, my loves, that's what I have to say to you this week. I hope that um, the start of school has been (laughs) successful for most of you. It's been a bit of a shit show around here, but, you know, we're plugging through. And I will see you next time on the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in and leave me a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at The Divorce Survival Guide. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, you, my love, deserve to be happy.